Oh, well, hello. Hi. Who do I have here? Someone who's not Alice. Who is it? Who is it? It is my beloved sister. I've mentioned you a few times here on the podcast. So let me say welcome to Ape Brains. You're my first guest to who's not Alice. I know. How, how does it feel? I feel so honored. Yeah? I know. I'm so popular. Yeah? You you have been honest and told me that you've stopped listening to Ape Brains, though. Why? Well, <laughs> I'm going to put you on the spot. I'm... Uh, honestly, I have I've been really bored. Bored with eight brains? No, with are my we being li- boring? Uh, with I my blame li- on Alice. <laughs> honestly, I've been just bored with my life, and so I've been only binge watching Marvel movies. Okay, so my sister here, you're my little sister. You're 16, so today, um, I think I just want to really focus on the life of a 16 year old. Yeah. Um, it's important ages. It's important um, few years ahead of you. You just started high school. I did. How is it feeling to start high school? Uh, it's it's way more fun than middle school, I say. You were not excited at the beginning. No. And <laughs> y- your first impression wasn't that great. It wasn't. I am... Um, I f- felt a bit outcasted, but then I just realized and fuck everybody and just be myself. Why were you outcasted? I mean, I don't know, because I probably don't always feel like everybody else or have the same interests. So it's really hard to connect with people, um, I would say, especially in my class. Man, you're super weird. (laughs) (laughs) Like, didn't you want me to, like, write letters to you or something? I did. You are a poetry, letter-writing maniac who wants to live in a lesbian cottage yeah. and um and you listen to like jazz music mm-hmm. so, you, so you're like yeah I, I would definitely say you're an outcast but an outcast is not a negative thing it it's just make it just means that you're unique and usually when you are in that age a lot of people focus on trying to fit in and that's the mistake yeah that you can do is try to fit in um because uh, you're 16, you just started the first year of high school, you have three years ahead of you, and these three years will be really impactful. These are the years where you will grow into an adult. Yeah. You will graduate high school being 18, 19, and ready to hit the world, which is because from primary school and then going to high school, or I think it's primary school, or is it secondary? Not sure, maybe secondary. Um, and then going to high school is such a big step and the next step for you will be when you graduate and then you have your entire life in front of you deciding will I go to university when what should I do travel etc you're so free when I graduated it's still one of the best days um, of my entire life where I felt free there's no other way to put it I felt free where you can just decide what you want to do, when you want to do them, mm. and the entire the entirety of your life is just in your hands and in front of you. Yeah, but it, I I feel that's kind of scary because, oh well, I'm just in first year of high school, so I you know of course it's scary for me, yeah. but I just feel it's so different from being in middle school where you have like no um, consequences for your actions. If yeah. you like forget your homework, then oh well. And if you get a four, 
or an F on a test, they're like, yeah, you can take it again and it's okay. And they give you a lot of tools to succeed. But in high school, it's like, oh, well, you failed the test two times. Well, then you have to take the course again. Just, Mm. you know. But Finland is pretty strict. So to give context, you go to high school in Finland. Yeah. Finland is known to be, together with South Korea, the best performing countries when it comes to education. So, but I would agree with that style because in Sweden, they nurture the students, not nurture, that's the wrong term, but they give too many chances, which means that you can fail over and over again without any actual consequence. Yeah. And, um, and that's not good yeah. because consequence gives you purpose and motivation to, to really prestige and, and get a good outcome. Yeah. So, um, and that's what I mean. Like, you are actually saying that um, you're scared because after the second failure, you have to redo the entire course. Yeah. And therefore, you will not graduate with your other classmates. Yeah. And so, or maybe you do summer school. Not sure. But that would suck too, I mean. These are the last summer holidays that you have in front of you. Yeah, we, we have, like, choices. Um in every subject you have like uh, one uh what's it called a course you have to take and so mandatory courses yeah mandatory and mm-hmm. if you fail that course you have to take it next year i think and so you can choose between graduating two and a half years three years or four years so if you're on your third year you have to go one year more because of that one course so I wait, think can I'm you graduate in two and a half years? Yeah. Really? Yeah, but then you have like a really strict, uh, uh, you have to take night school too. Night school? Yeah. Can you take night school as a 16-year-old? I believe so. I, yeah. Are you sure? So are you saying that you can go to class at eight in the evening? I'm not sure. I heard it from a friend, so it's not... Uh, based on fact but that I think sounds so. weird i mean i don't think you would have to do night school it would this be university or college Germany. huh what do you say like if it would be night school wouldn't it be college then is it more yeah that's university you can definitely do university or college and do night school that's yeah. really popular in london um uh, but that's not in high school dude you're 16 year old yeah no parent will allow their kids to go to school nine o'clock in the evening well yeah and that is definitely not promoting any discipline. If you go to school nine o'clock in the evening and have a class six in the morning, or I don't know, not well, six in the morning, but nine in the morning. Okay, at least if you have to, if you're like, um, your goal is to graduate in two, two and a half years, then you have like a lot of courses, mm. like a lot of courses. Mm. And so you have like no breaks, no nothing. It's like studying 24-7 almost. So have you done that for yourself that you're going to graduate in two and a half years? No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to graduate in three years. Why didn't you do the two and a half? Because I would basically die. Why? So much homework. I would have school from 8.25 to 6 o'clock almost every day for five periods. But, okay, so how does your normal day look like, 8.30 to? It depends on the courses we have and what class we're in. But uh, my week or my week uh, in the first period period is 
like uh, mostly eight to four. But then mm-hmm. I have Wednesday, I start at ten, and then my school ends at one. And then I have a lot of um, what's it called? What What are you trying to explain? The the resource hours. Or? No, the hours you have between without any courses. Basically, Break. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have like two and a half hour breaks, usually on the long days. Yeah. Yeah. So that is. Okay. So, but so you, obviously you just started high school. You've been there like what five days. <laughs> but so your regular schedule, what would it be from like eight thirty to four five ish, every day? Yeah. Yeah. In the first period, but we have. So when you say first period, do you mean like the the fall atom semester or what do you mean f- with first period yeah so first uh, we have five periods in like one school year okay it's called and it's like um one period lasts lasts for like month and a half two months that's weird yeah and then we change to period two and then all we have different courses and mm. our schedule changes completely and okay. so so on so on to the fifth period but so, if I would guess, I would say your normal day would be 8.30-ish to 4-ish. Yeah. So, it's like a work day. Like a normal work day, really. Yeah. Um, so, adding those two extra hours, you feel that that's just too much because you already have homework. Yeah. And you don't want to add extra. But what would those extra hours be? Like, what would it contain? Like, let's say... You have already your courses. You got to choose extra courses. What would those extra two hours be? Like, is it that you do extra math for two hours? Or is it one course that is two hours extra or hour extra? Like, what does that extra consist of? With the two and a half years of graduating? Yeah. Um, well, you don't really have extra courses. You just take, like, um, all the courses you take is planned and so you take, you have to get to, oh, wait, how much points? In Finland, we have like a point system. Like one to 10? No, it's like, it's 100, it's 160 something. Is like, that like the total of your whole, like at graduation? Or? Yeah, yeah, you have okay. to get, uh, I, I will say that it's around 150 points is, around there. Is that your minimum in order to get your graduation? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you have to have like around 150 points in order to graduate. Yeah. Okay. And so every course has one, two, three points. That's right. Like yeah. math. Mm-hmm. And I have that one math course for, I don't know, one period. Mm. And so I need to like um, uh, get those points up to the third year. Yeah. And if I don't get them, I can't graduate. But yeah, so um, you need to plan like the point course thing mm. uh, so it fits in two and a half years. And yeah. so that is why it's way more stressful because then you don't have any like uh, breaks. You probably have like max 10 minutes, you know. But I mean, that doesn't make sense. And the why I'm saying it is because like it makes sense halfway, but the other half it doesn't because... Um, your school has to fit all the students into like a schedule. So a teacher can't teach two separate classes because one takes a, a school for two and a half years and the other group is taking four. 
yeah. between half. Like they 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 don't have resources resources for that. Yeah. So therefore, like if you have a scheduled, um, co- like high school uh year or years for two and a half, um, they can't. Like they have still have to fit them into the same schedule in the same class that you're going. Yeah. But they might just have. I don't know. That like that's what I mean. That they might have like an extra course or something. But that doesn't make sense with the point system. But can't you get higher than hundred fifty points? Uh yeah, you can if you want to take extra courses. Like merits. I'm thinking about like, like merits that are good for like university applications. You do like extra. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can take extra extra courses. But let me just try to break this down, so, because th- this is like a problem solving thing. Yeah. So. You have the possibility to do high school. Oh, now I wiggled my mic here. Um, you have the uh, ability to do high school in two and a half years, which um, the obvious uh, thing is that it will obviously be more stressful because all the must-do courses um, needs to be included, which uh, means that your schedule will automatically be more jammed. Yeah. So maybe that means that if you're a student and you want to do... No, Alice left. I hope she doesn't bang the freaking door. She does it every... No, she didn't. That's nice. She can be considered sometimes. Um, that, so what it must actually mean is that if you have high school for two and a half years, that you do extra. So instead of having two math classes a week, you might have three. Or uh, because you, ha- you, do ha- you have mandatory classes like math your mother tongue like in Finland so you need to study Finnish right no you have Swedish oh yeah sorry you go in a Swedish school in Finland yeah so you you need to study math Swedish and English is one of them as well yeah and biology so those like you have to pass them and you have to include them yeah so if you are a student that wants to limit um, your high school years to two and a half years that must mean that you do a few extra classes a week in order to um, decrease the time to two and a half years. Yeah. So you don't de- you don't actually do any extra courses because that would automatically extend your high school years more. Yeah. And yeah. Exactly. And then you, when you can take um, in four years, then you uh, like have uh, a way more loose schedule. Mm. And you don't have to stress as much. So I would probably recommend the four years to people who like to take it slow, you know, or slow learners. <laughs> I don't know. But why would you recommend that? To who? I mean... Hmm. I, I would recommend it to people... Honestly, <laughs> I don't know. To people who like it to to take it slow and there are those kind of people and I mean I couldn't personally do it because I would be 20 when I graduate I would be so old so the three years it's uh, it's like a normal like pace for me but don't you think that the four-year option should be for people who have difficult um, to learn in a faster paced or yeah. people who have gone through some trauma or have like dyslexia that they should have the freedom to then like hey you know i know that it might take longer than usual 
So in order for you to succeed, we can provide a four-year. But what I'm afraid of, of what you're actually saying is that if you just like it slower, to take the slow one. Because actually, it's not the logical option. It's only logical for people who actually need the time, which means that you have certain disadvantages, which means that you would really need that extra year yeah. in order to get through everything in a fine manner. So that's why I asked you, like, why didn't you take the two and a half years? Because what I think that you are saying to yourself is that you couldn't do it. But the thing is, I think you could definitely do it because you would just have maybe two extra courses a week. And that wouldn't really add too much to your schedule, I don't think. I mean, I, I would be really exhausted if I had, because it's five periods, right? So then you would have, I think, would be from 8.25 a.m. to um, 16 p.m. Almost every Not single day. 16 p.m., I mean 4 p.m. Yeah, 4 p.m. Mm -hmm. uh, every single day for five periods in three years. I would not... You know that that's your regular schedule. To what? That's your regular schedule. When I went to high school, uh, it's very common for you to not leave your school till maybe 6 p.m. at sometimes. Because you talk with your teachers, you're trying to do an assignment, you're trying to get it right, you need like assistance. Sometimes you study with your friends because you can exchange thought with each other. So it's really normal for you to stay at school after your last class, which sometimes can be at 5 o'clock. So I think you haven't really adjusted to, that's what I'm saying, like what, what I said in the beginning, that these will be so important, like these years, these three years will be so important for you because this is where you grow into an adult. Yeah. And you will realize that, oh shit, going home at six o'clock is normal for you. You have one hour lunch, then you might have a 10 minute break there and here to get to your next class. That's it. Yeah. And sometimes you have like resource hours, which means that you have a two hour gap between classes, which means that you can study those hours. So this is really where you kind of, you're going to like everything from doing assignments, you will have to learn in a different way. You will have completely different expectations on you where um, you have to like, just to writing and to motivate your theories, to do scientific, like, um, uh, es not essays, but paperwork, like you do research, you're going into a complete different level to what you are used to now. And it will refine you as a person because you will have to grow um, certain skills that you don't really have today. Yeah, And therefore, now you're thinking, oh, shit, I can't do it to 4 o'clock. What I'm saying to you, you will definitely be at school to 6 o'clock. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Even if you don't have classes since 4 o'clock. It's really common. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I've only been in high school for, what, not even two weeks. So yeah, uh, I can't really say that much about how it is. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think I just think the four years you have a bit more time than three years and two and a half years is a bit shorter time. I don't know. Yeah, it's but the most com common one, I think, is three years. Here we go. Uh, we had some audio issues here. Like 
you have no idea how difficult it is to run a podcast. I mean, it's so many technical difficulties constantly. Like, if you listen to one of our first episodes, it was just shit audio, and I was like, "Is this normal?" The thing is, with Ape Brains, I want it to be original. I don't want to have effects, music, or that stuff that a lot of podcasters do have. Yeah, because I think it kind of takes away the originality of it. And, and I want it to be like raw material, if that makes sense. Um, and also, I don't want to sit there and edit two, three hours worth of audio. Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> and people who do it with video, God help them. Like, that's where I, I would like to hire a tech dude that could just take care of all of that. Because <laughs> it's so time consuming. When I released the latest episode... Um, I, uh, so actually there was another episode I wanted to release, which I did with me and Alice, but the audio was just so shit. You could hear the background music from, like, we are on the fifth floor. We, you could hear the music from the park next to us. It is really loud. I, I heard it this morning too. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, so I really have to like, now I'm paying for stuff like software in order to, because I can't really... It's fine to, you know, it's, it's, it's when you do something that's new, you don't have experience within it, that's fine. Like, that's kind of like the, the, the whole charming part of it. But you can't go backwards, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's really frustrating and it's not easy. And every single podcaster tutorial out there, they're like, yeah, five easy steps to, let, to get your podcast started. No. It's not. It's not. <laughs> I've been doing this since February this year. What we are champ? into August. February, March. And still, it's shit quality. But yeah. I'm trying. I was up to like 1, 2 o'clock just do researching like audio software and editing and etc. To get the right stuff. So much hard work. It is. It is. like, And this is still... Like, Ape Brains is not a top product of a podcast out there. And it's so freaking difficult. And the thing is, I don't have any experience with it before. Um, I had a YouTube channel. Haha. And <laughs> I learned to edit and stuff. But I don't edit any... Like, no episode is edited. And we've said some stuff that should have been edited out. But that's a, that, like that's the beauty of it. Yeah, I, I think it, it makes like the whole podcast when yeah. you have like all the bad parts too. I mean, and that's what I like. Like I don't, I want original stuff out there. Yeah. But um, back to what we were talking about before. So um, yeah, no, like the these three years ahead of you is where you will grow, and you won't realize that you have grown until you've done with high school. And that's yeah. where you kind of like, oh, right. Remember when I was 16 and started? Little did I know. Yeah. I. You, what? I don't know. That is just my kind of scary noise when I'm scared. Yeah. But I think you should challenge yourself in school. At, at, at that, like that, you would do yourself a favor. The more you fail, the better you'll become. And fear of failure might be the one of the most is like a personal bear trap that you put for yourself there's no risk taking for you in school because you won't allow yourself fail a class and so you have to do it again yeah 
or do, that gave me an indication that you would allow yourself to fail. Do you think you would allow yourself fail a class? Never. And that's right. Yeah. So the more you challenge yourself, the better you'll become. It's like skiing or ice skating. Yeah. Ice skating, when you're a kid, your teacher tells you the more you fall on your bum, the better you'll become at ice skating. Oh, that's true. I've heard that before. Mm-hmm. And that's just everything. You, you can apply it to everything yeah. in life. I bet, like, you like cooking, right? You, you, you like baking and cooking. Yeah. I bet you the first thing you did was shit quality. No one wanted to eat it. Well, no I'm kidding. Yeah, it was it was not good. And that's, like, that's being humble. Like, of course, at the beginning, you're never good. I'm not good at podcasting right now, but I'm not stopping because it's shit. Yeah. I just keep going because I trust myself that as long as I keep being honest, seeing the mistakes, and solving the problems I have, it will gradually become good. And I will become more comfortable at podcasting. Yeah. And so your fear of failure comes from, and it's actually quite silly because you expect yourself to be good at it at the beginning, which you should then think for yourself like, hey, why do I expect myself to be a superstar at doing this when I've never tried it before? Yeah. It's silly. Right. Yeah, I I I have a thing where where uh, if I try something new and I'm not good at it, I feel really like not confident about myself and my skills, and so I just quit it and hide it uh, until it comes up and it always haunts me. And then I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think you and I share this um, issue, and I constantly work on myself to not give up yeah because um there was a quote when i was in high school i remember i don't remember where i got it from but i think it was like an athlete that said um it's very hard to beat someone who never gives up and that stuck with me that it's very hard to beat beat someone that never gives up because when you don't give up that means they constantly work on yourself constantly constantly and the, the logic of it whole is that when you work on yourself means that you acknowledge your issues and the kinks and the stuff you need to become better at. Yeah. And you push yourself to become better, which means that eventually the, the thing you're doing is just becoming better constantly. And that is that you, you're competing out people that just gives up. Mm-hmm. And automatically you win in the long run. You do. But then also people that are young, uh, because we live in a world where you can become a TikTok star at 15 year old and make millions. Um, the concept of things just falling down from the sky on your silver platter does actually not exist. A lot of successful people actually have to work really hard for what they're successful for. They do. Like, take any example. And usually people that are born into success like have a rich pa- like have rich parents or wealthy parents they are not taught the tough way of life and the tough way of life is really important ingredients in order to manage your success and wealth ongoingly yeah is that a word ongoingly i'm not sure 
but you you, you get my point. Yeah. So you told me a few days ago that you were nervous because you felt a lot of um, students in your class were really good at math. Yeah. Why do you feel nervous about that? Um, well, I guess I just feel that I can't do it. And that is pretty dumb of me because exactly what you talked about was that um, you grow when you just force yourself to actually do it. But I don't because, I don't know, I'm scared of failure. But how I'm going to feel if I don't do it. So, I don't know, I'm just pretty much fighting with myself. Yeah, and, and that's the important part of your own development, that you overcome that stuff. Yeah. Because if you allow yourself to sink into your own um, comfort and I give up now because I just don't trust myself. Yeah. It's really silly because the way you need to look at it is just a problem you need to solve. Right, okay. And if you consider yourself to like, oh shit, I don't understand this part of my math class and I really need to step up and to um, get further in order to not fall behind in class for the first period or whatever. Um, that's when you need to just, you see a problem and you need to solve it and therefore you need to take action. Because it's all actually quite logical. Why you feel that you're not enough is based on logical factors, right? Yeah, yeah. You might feel that you're not, not enough because you can't solve equations as good as the expectations are in your first year of high school. That means how you solve that problem is just practicing on solving equations more and actively seeking help from others. The one mistake you can do anywhere in life is to not seek help. Yeah, that, yeah exactly. I'm, I'm just ashamed that I can't, I don't know it because everyone else knows it. And so mm. I'm like, why the hell do like I why can I do this like math thing and so it's really embarrassing to ask for help because uh, it's like I'm not on the same level but I think you need to just be fine with it yeah I, I think I told you this on text like I think you need to forget where everyone else is and just make sure you're following the line and like not not line but like following the curriculum and that you are in the level you need to be in order to succeed in the course. Yeah. And if you're not, you need to just put your pride aside and think what's best for me. Yeah. And what's best for you is not to allow allow your pride rule you, I guess. Like yeah. it's because that's like I've talked about this thousand times privately with you on the podcast with Alice. Like, emotion is logic. You feel that you feel embarrassed because you feel that you're not successful within math. You feel that you'll be judged. And you just need to put all of that aside and just think very reasonably that, hey, dude, I'm not uh, in the level I need to be in order to succeed according to the curriculum in this course. Yeah. What do you need to do? You need to accept that you're not an expert in math. Yeah. You need to you need to like come to that point where you accept that you're shit at equations or algebra or whatever. Yeah. You need to accept that. Not pretend that you are better than what you are. You need to be completely uh, truthful to yourself. Like, okay, 
I suck at this part. Yeah, being honest. And that's where, when you come to that conclusion, and it's an honest conclusion, that's where you will also be okay with seeking help because you know that someone knows better than you do. Yeah. And that's a humble approach that you're not the best. And as long as you try to pretend to be the best, you'll fail. And that's true. That's the hard truth. And that's not just math. That applies to everything. Well, I can tell from experience that, yeah, it's... You will fail. Mm. Guess from, I from what experience are you talking about? From especially math. Mm. Um, yeah, I've failed. Well, not failed because I've I've gone through the courses, but, you know, I failed in tests because I think that, or I pretend to be uh, more expert at math than I actually am. Mm. So yeah, your point is very accurate. Like ego is the reason we have survived, but it can also be your own kryptonite. Where when you allow your ego to steer your decision making and it includes in like I'm gonna pretend to be better than I am because I don't wanna reveal the truth. Yeah. Um that's when you allow your ego to talk for yourself. And e- like I usually refer that to that everyone has a golem, you know, for the Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. And everyone has a golem that is precious ring. But then golem also wants to be a good being and help the hobbits or whatever. Yeah. I haven't, to be honest, I, ha- I haven't seen the whole plot of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> but I do know golem. And um, so everyone has that within. And when you allow it, lo- uh, when you allow your inner ego or golem or whatever speak for yourself that's when you fail yourself yeah and um that's when you just need to really be hard with yourself and when you're not hard with yourself yeah you'll you'll definitely fall behind and that will be harder to approach when you sit there with um on black and white that you failed yeah (laughs) yeah am i being too hard no no i think i think you're like speaking the truth Oh my god, man. Yeah. But how do you feel, anyway, toward, like, high school, new friends, new people? Um, you said that you felt like an outcast, but you don't feel like an outcast anymore. I mean, uh, I wouldn't say... Well, I don't know. I still feel like an outcast. I I have wonderful friends. Um, they are really great. I We have so much fun together, mm-hmm. and they just... Uh, open up like new maybe not opportunities but uh like opinions and views and stuff and i think it's they're really interesting are they ones from um secondary school or the new ones um the ones from middle school like ninth grade um and on me shout out oh you're so silly right now (laughs) okay this is a 16 year old (laughs) shameful but yeah so um i are, are you going to do TikTok middle of this as well? Yes, definitely. Jeez. Hello. But yeah, so I kind of miss my own people. And that's so weird to say. Uh, and I feel like I've been a bit too harsh on my friends. Uh, Why? Well, because... Well, I've maybe said that I don't feel like I really belong anywhere because... You know, I like poetry. I love jazz. Mm. I'm kind of old style. 
And mm-hmm. so I want to I want to find like the people that share the same interests. Mm-hmm. And that is why I am a lot on the internet, mm. like finding uh, internet friends because it's easier, I think, and like it's way easier to know people without talking to them like in the in their bios when they mm-hmm. like describe themselves what they like and it's really hard doing it in real life because then you actually have to do like really come to them and talk to them and mm. i don't know it's just harder for me <laughs> and yeah so i i wouldn't say that i don't have any friends in school but i just don't feel like i'm with my people Mm. but i think i did the same mistake as well where um it's being like too narrow-minded and we've definitely had these conversations before where um you need to also be okay with that your friends cannot fulfill every need you need or need to have yeah like um i've had this conversation with alice me and alice we were very close but i cannot be there for everything even if I might be one of her closest friends or she's mine, she can't be there for everything I need. And that's why you have multiple friends and people close to you so you can reach out to the right person for the right matter. Yeah. Um, and that's true. Like, you, you do like jazz, you like poetry, you like, you're like super geek um, and definitely not a party person to be 16 or anything. You're not out there drinking your face off, but... But then again, like, you could have those friends because you can have your party friends where you know that, oh, I really want to go out right now and just take a drink or two. And you know that you can ask your book club to, hey, like, guys, nerds, let's hit hit it off. Um, Let's have a house party. That that won't work, probably. So what you do is that you reach out to the friends you know that are always having fun. Yeah. Like, fun meaning they might party all the time. So you have people for different reasons. And expect one person or group of people to fulfill everything um, will just really go back, back for like it will just flip because they won't be able to fulfill that for you. Blah, 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 I can't speak anymore. I um, they, they will not be able to do that for you. So that's where you lose good people. I'm, I'm not saying that you have lost your friends, but yeah, no, I'm just I... saying that I've been through that. And I have lost people because of different reasons. Of me being too harsh and not un- understanding that, oh, wait, I cannot ex- expect people to be all 10 people I need. That's not realistic. Yeah, it's, it's not. But so you said about you have a hard time being social, like, face-to-face like approach people or i mean i don't really understand how i work either it's Mm -hmm. i'm still trying to figure it out it's really weird because i i make friends pretty easily i would say because i'm i'm pretty like i can blend into different groups Mm -hmm. if i would like to Mm -hmm. if if i like in need to become friends or if i want to become a friend with someone or friends um but i think but i think in in like big groups mm. and i'm alone there it would be really hard yeah to like become friends with i i don't know it's just probably 
freaks me out a little bit because yeah. everybody has such big personalities and yeah i mean i don't have a big personality before you get to know me mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. yeah um i would say that you were definitely better or you are better at socializing than i was in high school or in middle school or whatever definitely um i remember that you just you were just friends with everyone and for me it took time to become good at socializing oh no sorry no i was good at socializing but i was really bad at approving people okay which meant that i really had a very short span for how long i could be with someone because i got just so freakishly irritated you know, I've, I've said it thousands of times on the podcast i hate stupid people and <laughs> idiots hate is a very strong word obviously it's not that i because then i would hate a lot of people i just really i have a very i have a way better tolerance and patience with people today than i had before but before i had a really low patience for people that just i thought did you were you born without a brain yeah and if you did why the hell didn't you go and pick it up or you know i could be quite harsh that was really yeah bad way i said i tried to explain it so but for me it, it, it was definitely like my fault was i had a very low patience and tolerance with a lot of people which really didn't play my advantage and therefore that harmed my social life yeah but why do you feel that it's harder today with people face to face and approach them than read a bio because actually a bio doesn't say that much what do people write in bios i'm a gemini i like horoscopes and cats i love coffee um good vibes only and then a few palm trees and cats emojis and heart i don't know <laughs> i'm just guessing huh. really um i would say the more real thing is obviously getting to know people in real life because then you can actually see like the first impression mm. uh, is really important in my opinion like first impressions matter a lot uh, why because then I see, I guess I see how people like uh, greet people. I, 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 I don't know, but I just I judge people from first impressions. What do you judge them when it comes to like first impressions? Like how long, time wise, is a, a first impression lasting? Like, are we talking about handshake? That's like seven seconds. Are we talking about a minute? Are we talking about five? I would say, from the first hello to the goodbye. Okay. So, so like the first meet. The first meet, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because, um, well, I don't know why, but I just feel it's, um, it's, like, if you're really, I, I don't know, I get to know if you're shy, and if I like you, if you don't say anything about yourself or don't ask any questions, mm. you know, basic stuff, then... Uh, I guess I I don't know I can't really judge if I would connect with you but I like when people ask questions of me uh, of me because I ask them questions so it's like 50-50 you know mm-hmm. I pass the ball and they pass it to me kind of but how good are you at reading people then 
I would say that I'm not that good. <laughs> but I'm I'm okay at reading emotions. You are? Yes. But if you're saying that you're not good reading people, why do you rely on yourself reading people at first impressions then? And can you really know a person's emotional state of mind from the first 10 minutes, 30 to an hour? No. But why do you rely on that then? Hmm. Well, I guess... I don't really know. I guess I always try to have like a good, quote unquote, good first impression. How does your first impression look like? Obviously, I don't know because we're sisters. like mine when someone meets me. Yeah. Okay. Um, talk, I try talk, talk to the microphone. I try to. Uh, okay, I greet them. Obviously. So, so sorry. You need to just sit a little bit more down. So your mouth meets the microphone. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. You what? Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so <laughs> I... Wait, wait. No, just kidding. Oh, my God. I <laughs> I, <laughs> I greet them. Yeah. Obviously. No, really? <laughs> no, I just run away. No, so I... Yeah, I greet them. I say hi, hello. Uh, and depends on where I'm meeting them, I'm going to take example from school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I say I meet you for the first time. Uh, either I, 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 no, I don't shake hands. That would be weird. Who does that? I wouldn't hug either. I would just slightly nod and smile, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And then I would just ask, uh, from what school you're from. Mm. And then they would ask what school I'm from. And then we just share hobbies and I would like, um, not be distracted or I would just be like, um, present. (laughs) Yeah. Just talking with uh, with uh, that one person. And so that's why I don't like groups. Because then I can't focus on one person. Like, I need to get to know the whole group. But yeah. So, I... Yeah, so we can just small talk. And I pay all my attention on that one person. And, yeah. Just be polite, basically. Okay. But why do you have a hard time... Okay, so wait, wait. I have two questions. So what kind of impression do you want to give to people at the first meet? Is it that you give attention, you're present, and you're interested? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I would say that's pretty good starting criteria, but why can't you get to know people from a group? Is that because you're just not comfortable at being very, like, socially shallow? That you're just like, oh, hey, what's up? What did you do last night? Oh, really? You party that hard? Oh, like... That, like, very um, to-the-surface chit-chat. Actually, I think it's... I always try to play cool in groups. Uh, I I don't know why. It's maybe because usually in the groups that I meet, there are always, like, big personalities. Mm. And uh, they're really social. Mm-hmm. And I'm really social, but now maybe on their level. So I just play cool, like, I don't care. Like, you know, I don't I don't care if you party last night, Ugh, whatever. Mm. And so I just listen to my music, which is a bad idea. Yeah. And so I, like, close myself off. Yeah. Just give me a second. Um, I just need to pause it because I see that your mic is not where it should be. 
So sorry, I just had to adjust our new bees microphone here. Yeah. Um. So I I lost a thread. What Me. the hell were we talking about? We were um, talking about our group social. Right, yeah. right, right, right. So uh, I asked you whether you're um just yeah you're trying to be cool in bigger groups in order to meet. But that's a funny thing, right? Because in your age, everyone is doing the same thing that you're doing right now, where everyone is trying to meet the level they think someone else is in in a bigger group because everyone wants to be the one star shining. And therefore, it's like a silent <laughs> competition between everyone in that group, like who shines the most, who who is the most shining star. And that's where the way you're thinking, like I'm just trying to be a bigger persona or as big as whatever the group is in and everyone thinks the exact same thing so if your personality would be slightly higher and bigger automatically the group would adjust after that and it would just be a ongoing competition between you and the group or, or the individuals within the group i mean do you understand like what, what i'm trying to explain yeah mm-hmm. i i do i do i do i do i do yeah but it's hard. Like, that's what I mean. Like, it's these are the years you will really form yourself that you will be and you're, you're becoming an adult, which is interesting. And some people don't grow away from it. I mean, we met a dude last week that is 27, still living with his parents. I mean, I'm sorry if that's judgmental, but I'm like, hey, pick up your shit and... You know, get somewhere. Yeah, literally. Hello. I don't know. He might have really good reason, but I'll tell you that he really didn't. Um, but not to cast shame on people. Um, but the basic line is everyone, it's like a jungle. Everyone's trying to be the big lion and get the big um, prize. And you're just in that mess but competing day in, day out. But actually, what... What is the prize of that? Like, they, there's so much, like, backstabbing. Not in all groups, but I would say in a lot of them. Uh, you don't get any advantage or benefit? Yeah, like, like uh, I still don't get what the, what the point is. Because, um, I like, so, in one friend group that I have, um everyone's just uh, like i don't know exactly fighting with each other over like who's the star and so uh there's a lot of like um i would say hate maybe but so do you understand what i mean with everyone is trying to be the star yeah but you just said that you don't understand the point of it yeah, I don't understand the point why everyone wants to, like, keep uh, fighting about the first place. Okay, but why are you engaging in that competition, then? What's your reason? I guess, well, why sometimes I'm in because I don't have anywhere else to go. If I don't want to, if, like, if I don't want to be alone, then I just choose to be there. But I, I don't talk that much. Mm-hmm. I just sit there, you know, if someone asks me something, I, I answer. If I need to ask something, I ask. Mm. 
But why can't you be in that group and then not engage in the competition? Because what you've been saying is that when you are in a bigger group of people, you automatically try to outshine and be a bigger persona or take your personality and, and, and heighten it in order to meet the group's level of, I don't know, um, competition or however we're going to try to explain it. But you get what I'm saying? Like you said from the beginning that when you engage in a larger group of people um, is what happens is that you are bringing your personality on the table and, and hiding it got times thousand, let's say, in order to meet whoever is the most outstanding like not outstanding but like the one that shines the most you're trying to outshine them automatically so my question was why do you do that like when you engage in a bigger group why do you automatically engage in the star whatever competition rather than just be there i mean i may be elaborated wrong or something because what I meant that I was being cool and what I associate with cool is not caring. So, or yeah, or I don't know. And so, uh, if I can say again, mm-hmm. so when I'm in groups uh, that I'm not like real good friends with, you know, mm-hmm. um, I just sit there and talk if it's necessary, mm-hmm. you know. So I don't try to overshine. Mm-hmm. I just let the people who want to fight for the spotlight or whatever do that i don't engage in it okay because i thought you said that you just um it's not about outshining like outshining can be a very negative word it just means that if you have 10 people what naturally happens um is that all these 10 people maybe you have 10 or 20 percent of that group that is not engaging because they are too shy or just doesn't really care yeah um but everyone is competing for the number one spot or the star or whatever um because and you ask me why the reason why everyone wants to be the star is because you want to be the best and the group decides what makes you the best so you are in an environment with more uh, with with multiple beings, including yourself, and your status of what makes you the best of all the beings in that group depends on how the group judges what is the factors or components that would make you outshine and be the star or the best of the entire group. Do you understand? Yeah. It's like a dancing competition or X Factor or Idol where you move on in the competition based on what the judges say about you and some competitions are also based on when people call in and vote. Yeah. So your status in a competition, in an actual music competition or in an informal gathering like your class um, completely depends on the people you're depending on that then decide whether you are cool or not. Yeah. Coolest or, or not. And so, therefore, naturally when you involve in a bigger group like a party um, or just study group or whatever you guys are doing, the naturally, the natural frequency or, se- sorry, sequence is that there is an ongoing competition constantly of who is the lion in the savannah. 
Yeah. And uh, the reason you're doing it is because everyone has an ego. You want to be the best. There's only very few people that either don't have the courage or actually don't care. And majority of people in your age always wants to be the best. And there's always a constant fight to reach that level. And that's where you go through the fucking turmoil of who am I? Like the, the group impacts. Do I like this? Do I not like this? Do I wear this? Because they like it or because I like it. You know, it's like all this constant questioning about yourself during these years. And yeah. that's where you have a conflict within yourself. Am I doing this for myself? Or am I adjusting to this group because... I want to be the best. Yeah. And the most fantastic thing you can do is to be an outcast, but be comfortable as an outcast. Because what you are actually saying is that I don't give a shit if you don't like jazz, but I like it. And if you're going to decide that I'm not cool because of that, then you can go and just hang out with whatever group you came from. Yeah. You know, like it's just you're going to find out later that you were wrong, but take your sweet time. Yeah. That, that is basically, like, uh, the attitude I have in life. Yeah. I, I still have insecurities. Everyone has insecurities. And I'm just trying to, um, sh- like, uh, teach myself that I actually, uh, that what I think matters to me and, like, others, other people's opinions shouldn't form who I am. Mm-hmm. And, Yeah. Do you know when opinions are important? I think opinions are important. Hmm. Um. You're allowed your think your thinking time, so don't worry. I don't know. I usually get like blackout when I think of these things. I don't know why. It just yeah, takes time. So don't don't feel stressed. Like just take your time to think about it. Like, sometimes I'll sit here and just think for a minute and Alice gets nervous because it's just quiet. <laughs> and I think it's important to get, like, your time to think. Hmm. I would say opinions are important when it... Uh, when I think it's important when that opinion... Uh, could affect like a long time thing in your future so if you have like an option between i don't know maybe two jobs Mm -hmm. or career path and so should you we talked about this today at the bus should i take the safe option or should i take the one that uh helps me grow or that i like actually and so if I'm really struggling between those two, I would, like, really want some supportive friends that also knows me mm. to help me get, like, some other views on the topic. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm I'm so in between that I, I can't decide. Yeah, that that's a really good answer. So it's um, really good for yourself to be humble enough to seek that help, like we talked about before. Like, it's... It's really important to realize, like, what you're talking about is a context where you don't know um, which path you're going to take. And therefore, like you're saying, it's really important to then also have people around you that knows you and will advise you based on what is actually good for yourself. 
Yeah. Because sometimes you can also get lost in the jungle of your own emotional turmoil. Where, um, and I promote emotion via logic, EQ, whatever, all that stuff. But that doesn't mean that I don't struggle with emotional turmoil either. Because it's really easy to give, give advice to someone else because you're not in that mess. But then when you are in that mess yourself, I don't know if you've gone through this, but sometimes think like, I, if this would be my sister, my friend or whatever, I could advise them immediately. But when it comes to yourself, you just get lost in that emotional turmoil where you just lose the grip of, wait, shit, what's actually good for me? And that's where it's really important to have outside impact to like clear your mind. Yeah. But also, also strangers would be like, um, I would also, well, <laughs> well, it depends. But I, I would also sometimes, it has happened before, uh, where I would like uh, have a really outsider's opinion. And not just like a therapist because they, uh, they usually say what they have to say or something. And so if it's someone I really don't know and... Uh, that's weird but yeah they they don't have like any kind of connection to the thing kind of so if you seek advice from other people that are not professionals what you're doing is like a roulette game because you're depending on that person's experience and therefore like it's not a bad thing it's just a roulette game because you cannot really know whether that person will be able to give you pure advice because they've gone through shit and they know what they're talking about or then you have people that just hasn't really gone through that much and therefore you'll get like half done advice but you also feel that eventually like you know that when you when you receive advice and you're like oh okay that wasn't really what i look was looking for but thanks anyway um but why don't you feel that you get help from a therapist then? I would say they don't real. I I've been to a couple of therapists, um, and they haven't helped because they haven't given me the tools to actually deal with the things I've uh, experienced, or or fears. Uh, and so I think it's just really unnecessary, honestly, because I've been talking about the things I've gone through a lot of times, but it's not the talking that's the problem. It's actually, uh, I would say, example, the fear of heights or spiders. And so it just, it doesn't just help talking about them. I need tools to actually help me deal with them. As you said also earlier today. And like half a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but don't worry. Um, okay. So so what you're saying is that you're looking for tools. Like what kind of therapy did you go to? Did, 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 did you go to like cognitive therapy or what was it? It was what the school provided, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, it was school school therapist. Okay. But so you didn't, you felt that you didn't receive tools. You, you were just listened to and that's it. Yeah, and they would just be like, oh, yeah, I know it's hard, blah, 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 blah. Sorry, you need to talk a little bit louder. Yeah. Because people won't hear a shit you're saying. Okay. <laughs> well, so they they just, like, uh, listen, and 
then they say, okay, you know, I know there's a lot of teenagers that go through this. And I've heard that so many times that you're not alone and blah, blah. I know that some people might need to hear that, but it's honestly getting a bit exhausting but I think that's pretty fantastic because not 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 what you're saying. What I mean is that I think it's fantastic that you feel like, hey, dude, I'm actually needing tools because I'm dealing with stuff I have no pre-experience with before, and I just need to know how to get through this hellscape. And what you're actually doing is, hey, I want to solve my problem. I don't want to hear that I have a problem because obviously I know I have a problem because I'm sitting here and trying to talk it out. I just need to know how I get rid of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's a saying that I got from work that is, there, there, there's a saying called monkeys off your back. It's not 100% applied to it, but I like to apply it to different things. And it's about that you're just monkeys on your back and you're just trying to get rid of these fucking monkeys and they're just disturbing your, your being and you're trying to do stuff, you're trying to just move on and these monkeys just tearing everything up. And that's... Actually, this is not really 100% applied to this, but I like the metaphor still, where you just want to know how to fucking get rid of these monkeys off your back so you can just keep going, keep moving on. And everyone is different when it comes to this. I've never had good experience with therapists. Um, Never. Um, And I've done cognitive, and cognitive therapy is there to give you tools and help you power through whatever you're going through and to uh, give you um, psychological, if that's a word or term, um, tips on how to solve what you're going through. Um, But overall, I've never really had a good experience. And this is where the key to whatever you want to call it to balance in your chaos. Life is chaotic, right? Life is constant yes. chaos. It can be good chaos and it can be a little bit worse. But it's always chaotic. You really don't live a day or period in your life that it's just neutral, right? Yeah. It's a constant frequency up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. And in order to... It's kind of like a magnet. And think of your life like a lifeline, Right? Think of your life like a lifeline and this lifeline goes up and down, up and down. It's constant frequency on going up, decreasing and increasing, decreasing and increasing. And in order to find balance, I sometimes refer this as sailing because you never know how the water is going to be. You can never really predict the water and what water you're on, weather, big waves, no waves. And therefore, you need to learn how to sail your boat no matter weather and condition. So, sorry, I need to, oh, my nose. Um, same thing with um, that if your lifeline goes at constant frequency up and down, what you need to learn is to be a magnet and constantly find your lifeline and balance it. It's about balancing the sail or whatever metaphor you want to take. I have tons. Yeah, you but do. <laughs> I, I always have my metaphors. Um. So the key to that, that I try to now explain with my metaphors, is to always be truthful to yourself. Because you cannot solve a thing without being truthful. You and I have had tons of tough conversations. Oh boy. And they have been tough because 
like everyone else, sometimes it's really hard to look at yourself, the golem within you, and just be completely honest of who you are. And that can be multiple things. It can be that you're not good at math. It can be that you suck as a friend. It can be that you're a shitty person or, you know, it could be anything. There's this book uh, that I re- 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 recommended to you, which is called, it's written by this David Goggins. Mm-hmm. And um, how he overcame his background and everything he thought his identity consisted of was to put tons of post-it notes in front of his mirror. So he has to see every day the truth. Every day he had to see the truth and he could not look away because it was right there in front of him. He could never brush his teeth without looking at the truth. And so that was his way of practicing on this is me, this is my golem, because you're not perfect. You have shitty parts too, like everyone else. That's interesting. So long story short, because I tend to talk too long, is that um, the key to anything and when you don't get help is the first thing you need to do for yourself is to be completely honest. And you have issues, then you need to ask, why do I have these issues? Let's say if it's fear of heights. Why are you afraid of heights? Have you asked yourself those questions regarding whatever issues you're trying to solve? Honestly, no. Why? Why haven't I asked myself those questions? Um, um, Honestly, I don't know. Are you afraid? Or is it just not Of the truth? Why? I I don't know. I... It's a... it's not that I'm uh, afraid. I maybe just haven't like thought about why because it's it it is there, and I just haven't asked myself why. You need to talk a little bit louder and clearly. Yeah, so I haven't like asked myself mm-hmm. why, because it's the problem just is there. Mm-hmm. So I haven't like thought about thought about it in a much yeah. deeper way. Do you want to talk openly what the issue is, or do you want to take a example? I can take an example. Okay, what example do you want to take so we can like talk about it? Fear of uh, fear of knives. Do you think these listeners like mouse people that can hear the tiniest little yeah. pin drop? Um, I, Mate, I, you need to talk authoritatively, <laughs> like your Kim Jong Un. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I'm I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try, but I'm I'm not such a I'm I'm not a loud person. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, let's say fear of knives. Okay, you are you have a fear for knives. Okay, so sorry. Did you say that it was an instinct to not ask where the why you have this fear, or was it just more of afraid to dive into it? Now when I think about it, I would say both. Okay. So let's start with why are have you been afraid to dive into it and ask yourself that first question. 
Hmm. Um, I would say in my own personal stuff, mm-hmm. I uh, there isn't a lot of things to dive into because I think the problem is pl- like pretty clear. Okay. Yeah. But if it would be like knives, then it had maybe has to be some kind of um, happening. So the metaphor for your actual issue is the fear of knives, right? Yeah. So what you're saying is that you know what the fear of knives comes from. You know the origin. Yeah. Okay. So if you know the source for issue, why haven't you been able to solve it? Every time you see a knife, hear a knife, you just get anxiety like that. And the fear just kicks in. So if you know the origin, what is the next step or why hasn't it been solved yet? Hmm, it's a... I'm not asking about the solution to a anxiety for knives free life. What I'm asking is why you think that it's not solved yet when you know where 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 the pain comes from. So why I haven't gotten the tools to fix it? No. So it's like um, you know that you're in pain physically, and you can point where the pain comes from, and it's your big toe. No, big toe was bad. Uh, Let's say your stomach. You know, the pain comes from the left part of your stomach. So if you can point out where the pain comes from, why hasn't that pain been fixed? So in reality, the pain would be fixed through medication or surgery, whatever. whatever. So if you know and you can point out where the pain comes from, a.k.a. the origin to fear of knives, why do you think it hasn't been solved yet? Very good question. Take your sweet time, mate. <laughs> oh, so much fun. Was that sarcastic? <laughs> <laughs> Top questions here. Um, I, I, I don't really know because I would think the nice metaphor would be really bad for this. I think because um, the problems... I need help with our problems, plural, plural, mm-hmm. and uh, a fear of a knife is like one thing, but okay. I have many things. Well, let's say you you have fear for cutlery, knives, plates, and mugs. I guess that didn't really help my case either. <laughs> I don't. Okay, do, I you, don't. do you want to take another metaphor then to meet um, that kind of meets the same level? No, but I I guess I'm just not processing it. I don't. Uh, God. Yeah, I'm I'm totally like I blanking. Yeah, it's totally blank. I didn't. Yeah. But you said before that why every therapist you've had has failed because they haven't given you any tools. Yeah, that's right. So. What tools are you looking for? Like, 
Okay, that was a fucked up question because I'm asking you to know the answer when you say you don't know, know the answer. So let me retrieve that back. Um, so what you're saying, correct me if I'm wrong, is that you cannot solve your fear for plates, knives, cutlery, blah, 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 because you haven't been provided any tools. Hmm. I would say that the tools I need are opinions. Okay. Yeah. And not not yeah. Opinions because I'm I'm very scared of confrontation. Mm-hmm. I'm very scared. I I I'm I don't like um Saying against what's it? Confronting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Con- mm-hmm. Confronting people, um, especially when I'm like uh, a sheep, when I'm not with my pack, because then I don't have like any support. I need to like rely on myself. Yeah. For the support or mm-hmm. whatever, and so I I usually I get my power from other people mm-hmm. and so that is why yeah so I like the tools I need are like uh, advice or second opinions um so I know like for sure that I'm doing the right thing okay I, I think that went really out of track I, I don't know what I'm explaining myself um just give me a second to collect it so so you're talking about confrontation is confrontation a part of your problem that you were trying to solve with your therapist yes okay um are you trying to confront people close circle to you or is it hard to confront people that you don't really have too much connection or attachment with and therefore it's like an open water you really don't know what's coming at you if you attack no okay it's a it's it's closed circle okay so are you afraid of confrontation because you might be wrong like in the wrong or whatever yeah so i might get a bit personal but i i went like uh, i would say in one situation i have like one person always telling me what to do mm-hmm. uh, what to say to, to the other person mm-hmm. and so it feels like it isn't me talking mm-hmm. and uh yeah so wait i'm gonna fall track so i think i understand what you're saying so you can if i can just continue here yeah so what you um have hard time with right now is to find yourself in the situation you are in because you're influenced by a very strong person from one side that is about an action towards another person. Exactly. And therefore you feel lost because you're very influenced by person A, let's say. Yeah. Okay. Um, Alice had the same issue before. She... um, she had issues because she has a lot of people close to her giving her advice and that advice comes 
out quite strong and plus it's from people that she really cares about and is close to her and therefore she lost herself a little bit in oh wait what do i want to do because people will give you advice based on their own map of life or experience right it does not mean that whatever the person in question says is the truth they just advise you based on what they know of life or the situation you find yourself in um but a question so the advice for influence do you feel that the person is telling you what to do or is it advice on well you should consider to do this because um the benefit would be a b c d i would say neither because um I would say that the the advice uh, person A uh, tells me is kind of accurate to what I'm feeling, but I'm not sure myself what I'm feeling and what I want to say. Mm -hmm. So I I would say that I would agree, but it just it I I haven't been able to like talk it through with myself at all. So I just say it to say it to get it over with. Okay. So what is your problem? You've mentioned it so far. So if you recap the last 10 minutes of a conversation, what is your problem? I would say not listening to myself. 100% correct. So what you should do before you seek any advice first this is how i do it this is how this is what alice has started doing it alice found herself recently in an inner conflict uh, about her own future and what she should do because she has a lot of people telling her different stuff like you should do this you should do this you should do this have you considered this have you considered that and she just got like completely confused in that fucking soup of mess yeah um so what she did which was really good something i do which helps me um, is before you seek any advice you should map out where you have yourself so let's say scenario you hit your friend you gave her a big you know chunk on the cheek like all right you 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 gave her a black eye yeah (laughs) um so you're trying to seek advice now because you're like, oh shit, was that right or was that wrong? Because she's, she told me to go fuck myself and I am a no-lifer or whatever. You were in conflict and there was a reason why you hit her and gave her a black eye. Because you were like so fucking mad. And you're trying to s- solve the situation like, shit, should I confront my friend and apologize? Or is she the one that should apoli- apologize to me? Let's say if that's your scenario you're trying to solve. Okay. So you find yourself in a problematic situation where you're trying to find out where you are and what you should do. Right? Yes. So before going to other people and asking, hey, Mr. A, should I... I, Am I the one who should go apologize to my friend or... Like, I know it was too much to hit her, but 
she said this stuff and I was really upset. What should I do? Before you do that, your first action should be, what do I think? Do I think it was fair of me to hit and give a black eye to my friend because she called me this and that? Or should I've should I handled the situation better? Can I justify my own action? Do I think that I have right in this situation? Those are like the three basic questions. So you need to practice on finding your answer first. And then you can go to Mr. A, B, and C and ask for a second, third, and fourth opinion. And they might give you more color to your situation so you can solve it better. Because they might enlighten you like, hey, Nia, I think you're not really being fair towards your friend. Giving a black eye was not okay. Yeah. You might like, I think that was okay because she called me this and that. But then you might get advice like, wait no i think you should rethink that situation yeah that like that's why i think getting other people's opinions on these kind of things is good uh in some situations if it's like if uh, you feel really attacked by something and then you get like well girl it wasn't it wasn't that like serious you didn't have to like punch her Mm. Uh, for that it can be the bigger person then I think that's like good advice yeah but so I would start from there if you find yourself in a conflict where you have very strong influence and you just being a super mess of wait shit what should I do where where do I have myself you you should start from before you ask advice to know where you have yourself and then you can be wrong and someone enlightens you why you are wrong yeah and that's where you change your opinion about the situation yeah it's really important that you that you um uh like think for yourself for a minute yeah because that's obvious right your problem is that you don't know where you have yourself so first step should be to have yourself first before you seek advice yeah definitely (gasps) never thought about that well, I'm happy to help, mate. Yeah. How are you feeling? Great. That was not convincing. <laughs> I don't know how long we've been doing this. I mean... I'm, I'm just really tired. We're doing an hour and a half right now. I'm really tired. How did you become so tired? I was so messed up at See the beginning. Yeah? Yeah. You were so dead when we came back from Stockholm. That Red Bull picked my i don't know demon of soul from somewhere on the ground and just pulled it up yeah see i'm such a kind sister yeah you were uh you were complaining oh yeah i was dying so much Mm. you were lying in bed uh in agony and i was like oh you know i can go fetch some red bull for you magic battery then i came and then Celia was dead for another 10 minutes and then she was revived yeah it's like an angel yeah i don't know what really hits me um i'm a little bit concerned that it might be the vaccine but oh yeah it might be that i mean we're like my feet still hurts and my body aches it's because I work from home and I don't move that much because I sit 
on this fabulous chair. And therefore, I'm just not used to walking around for seven hours straight. Um, I got like blisters under my big toe. How often <laughs> have you had blisters under your big toe? Not often. And your boots were like, they were in high heels or anything. No. I don't know why. Just when did you take the the vaccine? It, it's Is it the Wednesday. first or second one? That's the second one. Second one should be the, like, the one that hits you hardest. And I took it on Wednesday. So I'm not sure. I just hope it's just something like, mate, you walk too much. You should exercise more. Sign. You know? <laughs> something like that, I hope. I've totally lost my exercise routine. I was really good before. Now I lost it. It's shameful. You were complaining about running for two hours. Oh, did you hear that? Two hours. Oh, Two hours. Yeah. Yeah. I had an exercised. Like a gym class? Yeah. I had an exercise for two months. I've been. Well, I've been in Lapland for the whole summer. Does everyone know what Lapland is? Like north of Finland. Yeah. It's. It's. um, Arctic Circle. It's when the. No, it's not Arctic Circle, mate. Wait. (laughs) Dude. It is north of Finland. Wait. But what is it called? Um. Okay, so it's, um, it's, like, it's a part of, um, a thing called Napapiri in, <laughs> in Finnish. Yeah. And Napapiri means that... North. Uh, well, no. Okay, wait, let me explain. So, Napapiri means, uh, around midsummer, the sun, uh, never goes down. Never sets. Never sets. So it's always it's always light outside, for twenty four hours straight. Yeah, yeah. For a few weeks, then around July it starts going down, but probably at like one. So the sun goes down, but it maybe goes down for forty five minutes, but it doesn't go that far down so that it's complete darkness. Yeah. So it's never complete darkness, but it's not the Arctic Circle. Napapiri means. Like, um, the very, very center of, like, the inner circle, where on the winter, it's, you, you were at our grandma's, right? North of Finland. Yeah. So, at our grandma's place, she lives so far up north of Finland that at winter, you have about, you maybe get two hours of light. Not and even two hours. Yeah, it is complete darkness. Um, you wake up, it's 9 o'clock, 9 a.m., it's just darkness. Which it is, is, to be fair, quite cozy. No, I, I'm not kidding. It is, it, 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 it is total pure blackness outside. You can't yeah. see anything if you don't have lights uh, yeah, outside. You, you, you need to have, that, like, the forehead lights on. Yeah. And then during summer, it's always light for, like, a few weeks. Usually always. it's, like, between June and July. That's the most brightest months. But it's more... It's it's more dark than light around the year, if that makes sense. Yeah, it is. But you were there. You were telling us, us a story. You were there. Exercise. We talked about something like that. You, you you were there big portion of your summer break. Yeah. It was it was wonderful. I love being at um our grandma's place. Yeah. It is it is a places of poetry. We're so different. I love it. Like we're yeah. just so different. I don't think people understand it. Besides, like your father, we we have a different father, but, but same mother. 
he gets why we're different. I don't know, but Nia is on the floor, super tired, and uh, I think we need to round off because it's eleven thirty, and we have an early morning tomorrow because you're leaving back to Finland. You're shaking the table right now. I don't know how much time we have because, like, my software for the pod recording failed us tonight. Really disappointed. So this means I need to do further research on this shit. Um, but yeah, it was really fun to have you. Um, we we we've been talking about this for I don't know how long. We haven't seen each other for two years. Also good to mention. Um, it's been so weird to not seeing your sister for two years. Yeah, especially when we've lived. Uh, like eleven years together, yeah, and be so many years like apart. It's been really exhausting. That's corona for you, right there. I mean, so I'm really happy you came, even if it was like forty eight hours. Yeah, <laughs> literally, it was great. And um, thank you for being here. And thank you for having Stop me. Stop being so awkward. I'm. I'm just. We're so not doing a TikTok here. We're not I'm impressing. Other. I'm so grateful. Oh, oh, you may. It was oh, so fucking so lovely grateful. to have you here. Sublime. I know. I'm so wonderful. You're so cringe. But anyway, thanks for being here. We're super appreciate. I think we had a super good conversation. I think it was worth every single minute. And um, yeah, till next time, right? Yeah. Maybe in London. Bye-bye.